Hello, my name is Hannah Morell. I'm with Pacific Stoa Financial Coaching, and this is Miserable is Not Enough. Over the last couple episodes, we've been talking about something that I've been teaching and developing well over the last four years, I suppose, called financial skepticism. Um, and I want to thank you for your um, for your graciousness in allowing me to kind of process through that verbally. So those episodes have been really helpful for me to listen back to and to kind of understand more about this financial skepticism piece, which is very much in a, in development. Um, I'm going to take a break from that for at least this episode, maybe this episode or next, and talk a little bit about, at least this episode, talk about something sort of related to the financial skepticism, and that is how we talk to each other about finances and money. Um, and this doesn't necessarily mean, but can also include, like, how we talk about that within the confines of a family or a romantic relationship. We did an episode on that a little while back. Um, but this is also like how we talk to each other as a people, as a society, which traditionally we are not very good at. Um, so what we end up doing is propagating, um, repeating the truths that end up being um, harmful to us. And we've talked about some of that in relation to the financial skepticism, the um, just save 20% of your income, um, just get your act together, uh, those kinds of pieces of wisdom that we feel like are helping others talk about our money, their money, our money, um, and really they're not. Um, so I kind of want to dig, dig around a little bit today in um, the problem of talking about our money. So let's say, let's say you're on social media and you see somebody, um, maybe you know them well, maybe you don't know them well at all, um, and they're in some sort of a financial crisis. And this could be big or little. This could be a big crisis like um, they've lost their job and they're worried about losing their home, like they can't pay their mortgage. Um, maybe rent has just gone up you know, dramatically, which doesn't take much for rent to go up um, to, to hurt. Uh, maybe it's just that they're feeling frustrated, like they feel like they're broke all the time or they can't get their act together or something like that. Or you're in person and you have a friend who's, you know, you're out to coffee and they're like, I, I don't understand. I, I can't make this work. I keep doing the math over and over and over again in my head. I'm not sleeping well. Um, you know, what What do you say in that moment? Um, and let's, I guess let's first talk about what I would advise you, uh, as, as a coach, um, I'm going <laughs> to, I don't like to direct people. Like I don't want to tell you what to do and what not to do, but I, I kind of have to, right. Cause it makes my job harder if we all keep giving each other really terrible financial <laughs> advice. Um, so I guess probably my first don't, um, is please do not information dump or resource dump or basically like offer or overwhelm whoever you're talking with, with additional tasks to do. Um, this is a very natural response because we are trying to, we're trying to help fix, right? We're trying to, we're trying to prevent them from hurting any further. So I, I get that this impetus to fix, to offer resources to, you just need to do this, 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 and this, seems like it might be helping, um, but it is truly not. When people are in crisis, big crisis or little crisis, they absolutely feel out of control. They feel like their choices have been removed. Um, 
there is no difference to our brains between having choices removed or reduced and crisis. And again, this doesn't matter if it's losing my house crisis or if it's uh, I can't buy enough groceries this week or I couldn't buy the right kind of groceries this week. So it doesn't, when I say crisis, I'm not talking about a big freak out. I'm talking about chronic long-term crisis as well. So um, yeah, so the first don't is please don't dump resources or information or tasks onto whoever you're talking to. Um, although I do appreciate that is mm, coming from a place of love usually. Um, it will not help them gain control over their lives. Uh, the, the next little batch of don'ts is please don't direct, like I am doing right now, I'm directing you not to do something. Please don't direct, correct, or advise. So please, I know it sounds like I'm asking you not to do anything, but there are some things you can actually do. We'll get to that in a moment. Please don't direct, correct, or advise if you can remember those three, that little patter. Please don't share with them what has worked for you in the past. Um, again, I know this comes from, stems from the same place as the info, information and resource dumping. But everybody's finances are very, very, very individual. Um, I am a single woman with a dog and a cat, and I would not expect a single woman, even a single woman living in my same neighborhood with a dog and a cat to have finances even remotely similar to mine. Priorities are different, um, goals are different. So everybody's financial lives are incredibly varied and different and change over time. And um, Sharing what's worked in the past, especially without permission, without their consent, is is probably not going to be helpful. Like even if they try to implement it, it may not work in their lives as well as it worked in yours. Um, and, and that is kind of a, a long and I'm trying to be very gentle way of saying, don't make this about you. Um, and again, I know this isn't coming from a place of like wanting to drive people's lives for them. I know that is not the case. I know um, that people care and want to help and want to fix. Um, but if you make it about you, um, that will not work. So I guess as we move into the what to do when you are talking with someone about their money is to remind yourself that this is not about me. Um, I will frequently use myself as an example, um, but I also make all of my conversations with my clients about them. Um, and it's not about me. Um, it is 100% about them. If you do nothing besides listen, you have been a wonderful friend, um, partner, parent. If you do nothing but listen to their worries, that is plenty. That is enough. That is sometimes what people need. Sometimes they just need to process verbally. Much of what I'm doing when I'm working with clients is listening. Um, I, of course, am listening for certain things. But uh, if all you do is listen and tell them that really sucks, um, that is enough. And saying that really sucks, I'm sorry is a wonderful thing too. That is a way that we practice empathy. Um, and then it doesn't seem like it's enough, but it, it certainly is. All right, so let's see what to do. Listen, 
be empathetic, um, and also think about the questions that you're asking. Are your questions interrogative? I don't even know if that's a real word. Sure, it is now. Are you interrogating their past choices? Um, and I, again, I know that we interrogate our own past choices and past choices of others to attempt to learn from those quote unquote mistakes and make better choices in the future. But this will absolutely come off as judgment and that is probably not where you wanna go. So uh, pay, attention to the, uh, pay attention to the questions that you are asking. Um, some great questions that I think anybody can, can ask are some reflective questions. Um, you know, what do you want to do next? What are your options to get people kind of thinking about what they could be doing, what they do have control over? Um, and it's okay if they don't have a good answer, right? It's, there is no right or wrong for this kind of conversation. If you're working with someone or talking with somebody who is um, actively in any kind of crisis, again, big or little, there are a couple micro interventions that I use and suggest and teach are very, very small. They will not fix your, your person's life, but they may give them a little bit of a break and allow them to think clearly about something that they haven't before. So a couple of these little micro interventions, um, one that I like an awful lot is, and this must be phrased as a question, not a statement. Is this temporary or is this how you live the rest of your life? Very often when we're in crisis, again, big or little crisis, it feels like we are going to be there forever. And it is really, really important that whoever you are caring for at that moment hears themselves say that it's temporary because their brain is telling them a lie that it's how they live the rest of their life because that's what crisis is. So that, that intervention again is, is this temporary or is this how you're gonna live the rest of your life? Do not say this as a statement. If you say this is temporary, you will not live the rest of your life this way, it will come off as suck it up. And that is probably not the message that you wanna be sending. Uh, another micro intervention um, that is very silly um, that I sometimes use, this requires that you and whoever you're talking with have a level of rapport where you can use some humor. Uh, I will sometimes ask, has anybody in the history of mankind dumber than you with fewer resources than you figured out something like this? Or has anybody in the history of mankind dumber than you with fewer resources than you survived something like this? And frequently whoever you're talking with will laugh or chuckle a little bit or maybe even crack a smile. Um, what you are doing by with this tiny little intervention is you're offering a little brief moment of perspective. Um, and that is an incredibly beautiful thing. It is a breath and they get to take a breath. Oh, uh, somebody else dumber than me has probably figured something like this out. It gets them kind of stepping to one side or another of the obstacle that they have in front of them presently. Um, so that is another do is um, practice these tiny little micro interventions um, and keep them light and silly. And the last do that I have when you are talking with someone about money is to be honest. And if you are uncomfortable talking about money, name that, but still do it. So if you are uncomfortable talking about money and you're noticing that someone in your life is hurting, 
be honest about that and say something like, it looks like you're really hurting. And I know how uncomfortable I get when I talk about my money. But if you need somebody to talk to, I'm here. And sometimes that's all it takes. Maybe they don't take you up on it. And maybe they don't take you up on it right then. But they know that it's okay to be uncomfortable about talking about your money. I guess really what I'm asking you to do is when you are talking with others about their money or your money, that we become more and more honest with this over time. If we can all do this, my life gets much, much easier. <laughs> Honestly, I'll be very, eventually I'd be out of a job, but, um, or at least my career would change dramatically. But it, we as a people need to get much, much better about how we talk about money. Um, and so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about with you today. Um, so I'm going to please reach out to me if you have any thoughts about this. It, it is something that is deep and dear to my heart um, is how we um, speak to each other about our finances. Uh, also, I have revamped the way uh, I accept clients and, and how clients pay me. So I have a three tiered sliding scale system now. Um, the, f the first scale is clients who have agreed to pay me 100 to $150 per session. And that reflects the actual cost of coaching. Um, and those folks, those clients, I'm very grateful for because they are subsidizing the other folks. So the other two tiers are folks who have agreed to pay, I believe it's 55 to hundred dollars, that middle tier. And then on the, the third tier are folks who have agreed to pay between $10 and $55 per session, not per hour or per person per session. I'm going to put a link to that pricing structure in the show notes, and I would love for you to take a look at that. If you have thought about getting some holistic financial coaching, now is the time to do that because um, it's available price-wise to everyone. And if you can't afford $10 a session, let's talk. Let's um, please make, please reach out to me regardless. So thank you very much for listening. Who knows what next episode's going to be about. That's what's on my heart at the moment. Um, thank you very much listeners. I really very much appreciate you. I will talk to you soon. Thank you for your time. Bye-bye. The tools, concepts, strategies, and processes covered in this curriculum, coaching, and podcast are meant to be used for your personal development and or in the partnership with the tools that you are already using in the service of your community. If you are considering seeking compensation of, or contracts using this financial coaching curriculum, please reach out to Pacific STOA for more information on the Financial Wellness Coach Certificate and Exclusive Licensing.